rebellion is a flesh issue. When we see it in our lives, I mean, I can see in this horse, there's not a whole lot I can do with the horse. But if we look in the mirror and we see some rebellion, it's a flesh issue. Flesh issue. It's a sin issue that we have to deal with. In Romans chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, it says that we ought not let sin reign in us. Amen? We've not been designed to allow sin to reign in us, to rule in us, to have any place in us. Ought not be there, not one bit. Amen? Say this, I am a winner. Born to be an overcomer. Greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world. I have the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of me. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 33, it says that God takes or God creates the lame to take the prey. In Isaiah chapter 41, it describes uh, uh, Israel as the worm becoming uh, a bulldozer. He's transforming him from a worm to a bulldozer. God says in Isaiah chapter 40 that he gives power to the faint. Has anybody ever here, anybody in here ever fainted? Okay. You know, when that, when that feeling of faint comes on you, there's like nothing that you can do. It's just like, okay, room is spinning, floor is coming out from under me. Here I go. He gives power, strength, might, uprightness to the faint. That's God's doing. That's how God thinks. God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that he gives more honor to the uncomely parts, the unseen parts of our body, the body of Christ, than he does to the parts that are seen all the time. Amen? God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 that he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And so any kind of rebellion that we have flown around in us of, God, you know, I think you've called me to do this, but I can't do that. That's not how God thinks. God, surely you haven't called me to preach. That's not how God thinks. God, surely you haven't called me to, you know, much more than I have now. It's not how God thinks. God thinks of you as an overcomer, overcoming all things, small, medium, and venti size. Amen. You are an overcomer of all things. So he's expecting you to rise up and be the overcomer 
who you are. Amen? In Mark chapter 4, turn there for a moment. No, we'll, we're getting ready to close. Are y'all getting something out of this this morning? All right. <clears throat> so greater is he who is in me than he who's in the world. Who's in the world? Who's in the world? Satan, right? Who's in me? Holy Spirit, the anointed one, his anointing, Jesus. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Greater is he who's in me than he that's in the world. I'm greater, he's less. I'm greater, he's less. I rise up, he sits down. It's not the reverse. Right? So when the devil tells you, sit down, you say, no, you sit down and show. Right? Uh, you know, the pastors, you know, pastor always talks about, you know, the devil being defeated. You know, we sing about that too. You know, he's under our feet. He's under our feet. Amen? Right? So, yeah, he's under our feet. Right? We're seated in heavenly places. He's underneath. Right? All right. So in Mark chapter 4, verse 39, I want to show you this. Jesus and, Jesus and his disciples are crossing over the lake. And there was a storm, or they're crossing over the sea, and there was a storm that rose up. Jesus was asleep. They woke him up because they thought that they were going to be killed. And Jesus arose, in verse 39, and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Jesus stood up. Jesus stood up. Looked at the wind rebuked the wind, and said, shut up. And the wind calmed down. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. Jesus stood up and said, hush. And the wind, that storm, it wasn't just a wind, storm, listen to him. Now, you know, did, did Jesus have this big booming, peace be still, voice? No. Jesus understood who he was, understood the authority that he had, stood up, addressed the wind, and said, hush. That's that. Hush. Say this, he stood up, he looked at the wind, and said, hush, be quiet. In Luke chapter 4, you can turn there. 
verse, <clears throat> we'll pick up with verse 35. There is a man possessed by demonic spirits, Jesus, understanding the power, the anointing that was upon him, saw that spirit and said, hush. And then he said to that spirit, come out of him. Did that spirit stay? No. Bible says that spirit left and did not hurt that man anymore. In Mark chapter 11, familiar scripture, Jesus says that we should be able to speak to that mountain that's in our path. Move. Get out of my way. You're not supposed to be here. And that mountain is supposed to say, I'm a mountain. I'm bigger than you. Find another way. No. Right? That mountain is supposed to be removed and be thou cast into the sea. Amen? We have that spirit on the inside of us. It's not just something that we Christians talk about. It's not just something that we like to sing about. It's an actual fact. It's a reality of who we are as believers. We have that mountain-moving ability on the inside of us. We have the ability to stand up into what we've been born to be and be the overcomer. We have that ability, that opportunity to stand up and say, sickness and disease, get out in the name of Jesus. We have the ability, as storms might be coming toward our house, to say, peace, be still. We have the ability to look at lack in our lives and say, uh-uh. Jesus, he took two fish and five loaves what looked to be lack. And he multiplied it. Amen? He multiplied it. So any lack that we might see in our lives, no. It can be multiplied. Amen? Amen. Peter and John, when they got to the gate, beautiful, in Acts chapter 3, turn there and we'll close. You can stand up with me, hallelujah. Acts chapter 3. John and Peter went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, when a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. And 
uh, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple to make alms, and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John. So, a man can't walk from birth, sits at the gate, and as people go into the temple to worship God, he sits there asking for help. Coins. He's looking for coins. He's looking for money. Amen? Peter and John come up to the gate to go into the temple to worship God. They've been born again, filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the power and evidence of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. They go to worship. They're fired up. They see this man. They don't have any coins. Peter looks over at John. John looks over at Peter. Got this. Got this. Let's continue. And Peter says, look on us. And the man, the beggar, he's like, ooh, I'm going to get something good. Maybe not just some coin, maybe some paper, money, right? And Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And that man who is lame from, his, from birth got up and walked, and he leapt, and he danced, and he shouted, and he praised God, and he did that all the way into the temple, praising God. He said, Peter said to this man, Stand up, rise up, and walk. Rise up, take your place. Rise up. Jesus on the boat, when he was speaking to that storm, he stood up, and he spoke. That overcomer on the inside of you, telling you, stand up. Stand up. We're not in a prone position. Now, does that mean that you can't use your authority when you're sitting in the chair? No, you can use your authority when you're sitting in the chair. But on the inside of you, that spirit of the living God says, rise up and take your spot. Rise up and be the winner that God designed you to be. Rise up and speak to any lack that's in your life. Rise up and speak to any sickness or disease that's in your past. Rise up and speak to those demonic spirits that surround you at work. Rise up and be the overcomer that God has called you to be. Rise up and be the overcomer. Rise up and be the overcomer. Rise up 
and be the overcomer. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus said that we're going to do greater works. Greater works. Greater works. Not the same. Greater works. Well, you've got to get that revelation. You've got to let him pull the curtain back. And let him. Because God sees you doing it. I can't unhook it. God sees you doing it. Right? Michelle, God sees you preaching. Right? God sees you doing it. It's not about, you know, now she's got to get that. She's, she's got to continue to walk in that and see that. See what God sees. See what God's called her to do. Right? She's got to see it for herself. And the more she sees it, the more she can step into it and be the proclaimer. Be the preacher that God has designed her to be from birth. Amen? And so you've got to see what God has called you to be. First and foremost, he's called you to be a believer. Got to represent. Right? Got to represent. But, but God has, God sees it. And so now it's time for, for us to hold back, draw back the curtain and see what God sees for us to continue to walk in that victory as God sees that we have. Because otherwise, you know, it's like you having a million-dollar check in the bottom of your drawer. And you're trying to figure out how you can put gas in your car because you don't have any money in your wallet. Amen? Say no more of that. Close your eyes and say, no more of that, Lord. I'm going to receive your revelation of who I am. Lord, I receive that I am an overcomer. Lord, I receive that I am a winner. Lord, I receive that you have not created me to be a loser. Lord, I receive that I win. Lord, I receive that I walk in your victory in every part of my life. Lord, I receive that my family is victorious. Lord, I receive that my finances are overflowing. Lord, I receive that my Lord, I receive 
greater one dwells in me. Lord, I walk in victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.